This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save 20 bucks. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college and NFL and win up to 20 times your money in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away 100K. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. And we're also brought to you by Vizen. Sign up now and save 40% on their football season special and use promo code SGP, Vizen.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. And finally, brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for pilots, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month to start making smarter bets today. All right, DJs, welcome back. It's the Ryder Cup betting show. It's your boy, Boston Gapper, with the God of Golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, we got to wait till Friday this week, man, but I'm, I'm ready. I really wish it would just start on Thursday, then on Saturday. I mean, for some people, it's going to start on Thursday. That's fair. Yeah. Not, for not, uh, our. Yeah, for our bosses in SGPN, it's going to start on Thursday. That, 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 I'm actually kind of jealous of that. Like, you know, I mean, in my younger days, I used to go out on Thursday nights and, uh, you know, the Ryder Cup now would start at like, uh, I think, 1030 yeah. out there. So, and then get over probably about 430-ish. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, no, for us, uh, I mean, we already kind of divided, you know, we're going to divide and conquer this thing. You're going to stay up till about 233 o'clock or so. Yeah. And yeah. I'm probably going to put my notifications on silent. That night, because I know you're just going to like text me like random angry thoughts, and then I'll read a giant summary of what's happened, yeah, and then exactly. I'll get up and go watch it myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it'll definitely be how it plays out. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm I mean, I'm ready for it. It's I, I do hate the time. I do hate the time thing because it's just such a pain in the dick. But I mean, it's fucking Ryder Cup. It's once every two years, man. Got to go suck it up and uh, make it happen. No, of course. I mean, it's the same thing with like the Open Championship, you know. I mean, there's there's yep. there is a bit of a charm of getting up when everybody's sleeping and making yeah. coffee and cooking breakfast. Maybe the dog slinks around the corner because it hears you cooking sausage. It's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah. Usually, I like mom, but I'm your best friend right now. Yeah, exactly. that, that's that's the dog. How's that? that is that, is that the same relationship in your house with your dogs? Because my dog just only wants to be with my uh, my wife unless I'm cooking something. Or there's a thunderstorm, and then I'm his best friend. So yeah, so the two, uh, the two of the dogs, I like that. But the little shit rat dog is my dog. Like he's my buddy. I'm the only one in the house that likes him. So <laughs> yeah, the the outcast. You know, the one yeah, that's exactly. a little rough around the edges. Uh, exactly. That's when you gravitate towards. You know, I mean, that, that makes a lot yeah. of sense based on. He's he sleeps on his back all sprawling out. He burps after he eats. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it, my guy. That makes a lot of sense considering the types of golfers you go to bat for and the ones you tend to really slam. <laughs> That's right. So, yep. Yeah, the rough around the edges one. Yep. So, you guys with personality, man. Well, um, there you go. So, well, speaking of, uh, why don't we get to the Ryder Cup? So, you know, before yep. we get to our bets, um, I tasked you with doing mm. some show prep uh, that I never asked you to do. <laughs> so just kind of like what's been happening, you know, like on Twitter, as far as like banter from the course, I know the pairings got, you know, really, you know, the practice rounds got released today. Like, you yep. know, I, what are people kind of saying about that? What's the reactions of what, you know, the stuff that's come out? So today? it looks like the players, the, the players are saying that uh, it's not as bad as it was uh, last time. Uh, fairways are a little wider. The really thick rough is like 15 feet off the, um, off the fairways. So that's a, that's a bit of a change. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think maybe Europe's setting it up 
because uh, they got bombers on their team too, man. So maybe they're setting up for 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 bombers. You know what I mean? Like Rory's long, Rom's long, Lovely's long. Like they got a bunch of Vic's long, a bunch of guys uh, who are super long. So I don't know. Maybe they made it. I mean, what do you think? I mean, you're more of the course guy than I am. But when I hear that that the the huge thick rough is 15 feet off the fucking fairway, that means that you know it, you you're going to be able to miss, not wildly miss, but you can still miss without getting absolutely murdered. No, that makes a ton of sense considering how many really good drivers they have on that team. I mean, they want to be able to maximize that strength. I mean, that's the whole reason why they brought Nikolai Hoygaard. I mm-hmm. mean, Robert McIntyre now has probably a legitimate shot to maybe do something because he's actually long off the tee. So, uh, yeah. I mean, for those Italian Opens, you're right. Like, that thick fescue hay was five feet from the fairway. Now, if you give a little more breathing room for them, you know, that's going to be good for the Europeans. But, you know, I mean, at the same time, it's going to be probably good for the Americans, too. Like, it gives Sam Burns oh, yeah. a, little, a little more room to operate, more like a Wyndham Clark, more room to operate. So, um, you know, I, I think just I think both teams are going to probably uh, thrive in that setting, which is I, I, I'm glad you said that because I, I, I uh, get the Jeff Shackelford uh, mm-hmm. email and he he was saying that was like golf national all over again. And yeah, I, I, based on what I'm I, what you just said is closer to what. I've been hearing and expecting for this tournament. And I think that's yeah. smart of the Europeans to set it up this way for sure. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, you know, JT was taught, he's ignoring the haters about his, the, you know, being on the Ryder Cup team. Zach Johnson's talking like every football c- coach cliche, got to be focused, going to use every club in the bag. It's like, all right, dude, yes, we get it. Like, um, Luke Donald's a little more personable. Um, I thought the pairings were interesting. Uh, so there's definitely rumors that it's going to be Vic and Ludwig. That is going to be a fun twosome to watch. Um, and like you said, like when I texted you earlier, if that's what they end up doing, then the U S did take it hook, line and sinker. What do you, I mean, especially on, uh, I mean, we don't know what the alternate shot's going to be yet, but, um, you know, open it up. I mean, who's going to go off first. Do you think for the U S based on those pairings, you think it's going to be Scotty? I mean, probably they'll probably lead him up, or maybe even Cantlay or Xander. Just kind of like that's the power team that just crushed the Europeans the last time. But but it it, it is going to be alternate shot though the, the first format, which is why oh it's, you, oh, it's all shot it's all shot first one. I thought for some reason yeah. I thought it was oh okay okay. Well, that's a, that's what's strange is that that's actually kind of been a little bit of the controversy is that the Europeans always go four ball first, and then they go alternate shot in the afternoon, and that's worked really well whenever they go to Europe and. A lot of people are saying, why did Luke Donald switch this? Well, he actually gave a very matter-of-fact answer uh, about that, saying, look, like I, we're really confident with our foursome pairings. Um, we want to get out to a big lead, so why not trot that out first? And I actually kind of like that. And, I mean, based on some of the pairings for alternate shot that you showed me, where you're including guys like Sam Burns in alternate shot, or listen, we'll talk about Wyndham Clark tonight. Um, Whoa, did you hear what he said? Well, I heard what he said a couple of weeks ago. And he defended, um, he doubled down today. You know, listen, man, I love we'll, it. we'll say we'll save the chatter for him a little bit. But yeah, okay. I mean, like I, I I'm starting to come around a little bit on Wyndham Clark. I don't know if I really feel comfortable with him on alternate shot, though. I think I kind of want more him playing his own ball for the birdies. And if he blows up, then maybe he's got a partner to save him. Like, it, you know, just the U.S. is going to throw out kind of their more comfortable pairings to start in alternate shot. I don't really love that too much. So. You know, we'll see what happens. I mean, that happened to Jim Furyk a couple of years ago, where they uh, he got rope dope to put out his best pairings for four ball uh, in the morning, and then felt pressure to play everybody in the afternoon, even though that meant Phil Mickelson, who can't hit a fairway, was alternate shot. Bryson, <laughs> or Bubba, 
some really terrible teams that got thrown out an alternate shot, and that's why they got swept. So I will see. We'll see if uh, Zach Johnson can avoid that. Um, I think there's already some crowning that he is a great captain based, I think, on some inside sources from what they've been hearing, which is basically just the American side pumping them full of propaganda. Yeah. I, I remain to be seen. Uh, every time yeah. I look, every time I've seen a picture of Zach Johnson, he always looks like a buffoon. Looks like he's really befuddled when he's answering questions too. And I, you know, just this really furrowed brow. And I, ha- I kind of talked about a little, bit, a little bit, you know, last couple weeks. I have some concerns over uh, Captain uh, Zach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, me too, man. I don't know. We'll see. I, I really don't know what to do as far as like just the, the from the outright perspective. I don't know. My head and my heart are going two different ways. It's like it's like I don't know I don't know which one to do. This is one of the the tougher ones because the last you know last President's Cup, last Ryder Cup, I had really strong convictions. I don't really have too many strong convictions. Like as far as who's going to win, or like even with yeah. players. Yeah, who's going who's going to win? I got I got some bets that I like and things like that, and we can talk about. Um, I just want to pick your brain on who who we think is going to go, how many matches. I mean, all that shit's super important when you're laying these fucking bets pre tournament because guess wrong, you know half your bets are fucking dead. They only go yeah. out two times. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. All right, well, listen, before we break down any more of the Ryder Cup, I've got to talk to you guys about game time. If you happen to be going to Rome and uh, trying to get Ryder Cup tickets, uh, you know, game time's a great place for it, man. You can get tickets up to the last minute. They got flash deals and easy to find and buy tickets for every type of event in your area. They got pictures of the seat views and it's the lowest price guarantee. Uh, event cancellation protection and more. So listen, forget planning months ahead. They get the deals, like I said, right up to the day. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, game time will credit you 110% the difference. And listen, it's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. So snag the tickets without the stress. Download the game time app, create an account, and use promo code CFBX for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantees. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to twenty times your money in a single game by going five for five. Or you can be like our our man Cam, who won ninety one to one on his money with the with the spicy uh, over under. So from now until October fourth, Underdog is matching hundred percent of first deposits up to five hundred bucks, hundred thousand dollars. Sundays continue over at Underdog. Total of $2 million in prizes all season long. 100K in prizes this week. 10K to 10 people this week. Uh, new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. Uh, so listen, when you sign up, make sure you use promo code SGPN and Underdog will double your first deposit up to 500 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Okay. All, all right. right. So I took Europe earlier in the year, plus 190. Mm-hmm. Come all the way down <laughs> to, you know, depending on where you're looking at. We just saw that the DK boost is plus 125 on, on the US. Uh, plus 110 on them. Okay. But even on some other books, uh, Europe is now favorite on that book. Like, so it's wild. Yeah, I know. So bet online. Let me actually pull it up right now. Uh, they are, I, I saw that it was plus 115 for the US. So I think it was even odds for Europe. So okay. technically not like a favorite because it's plus odds, but they had better odds to win, which is strange because data golf still has it inverted, you know, mm-hmm. basically just that, you know, I think that they're just really just banking on just the U S talent. Like overall, they're slightly better than the, than Europe, but man, betters are just 
just hammering Europe. And they've been doing it for what well, seems like yeah. four or five straight months and they're four not months. stopping. Yeah. Which I don't know, man. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, <laughs> I mean, I think it's telling that DraftKings offered a boost for the US. I think they're desperate to get the US money in. Yeah, US money in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a very public book though, but even so, like like all the offshores, that's more sharp money coming in there and just people are just pounding Europe. And it's, I think people are just in agreement with what we've been saying about this U.S. team for the last month or so and that there's some red flags. It's not nearly as good as what it's advertised to be. There's a lot of star power names on there, but when you look at kind of the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of like what they do well, what they do poorly, like there's, I think, five legitimate maybe six legitimate liabilities on this team as far as either form or what they're not good at or all that stuff. And I would probably say the legitimate liabilities on this team, Brian Harmon, Ricky Burns, JT Brooks. And I think Spieth. I was going to ask you about Spieth. So is he still hurt? Well, that that's a that's an interesting question. I don't think so, but it's been a, it's been a minute. I mean, he hurt his wrist what all the way back right before um, PGA, right? Yeah, it was Quail Hollow actually that okay. he, that he hurt it. But I mean, even let's take the, that even out of it. Like he's really inconsistent. You don't really know what you're getting. Like you know, watching him in the FedEx Cup playoffs, like you know, there's a time he's been driven the ball really well for him, but like sometimes he just hits it all over the map and like. I know that it's a little wider corridors and the rough's not quite as penal, but like outside of that, even though it still is going to be penalizing, like you can't miss really huge at this place. There's just a wider lane to work with. So, and he's never, he's not really great long iron player. The putting is not as strong as what I thought it was when I was (laughs) talking about it yesterday. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think like if this, if this is a tournament where guys are missing a lot of greens, then he's a great scrambler that'll work. But as far as some other stuff you're looking at, like he's not the longest guy, not the best long iron player, not the best putter, really erratic. Like there's there's problems with with his yeah. profile for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it is fucking crazy, man. Like you look at, I mean, look, the, the Europe's got Europe's got a share of fucking red flags too. Um, and I think maybe that we getting to the point where maybe, I don't know, we're overanalyzing the U.S. team and giving Europe a pass for how they assembled their team. You know what I mean? Maybe. I mean, uh, I, I, mean I, I just think they did a really good job with what they had. I think had. so, too. Like, yeah, no, I, think I mean, too. the U.S. team is definitely higher accolades, but the European team, at least with the skill system I'm looking at this week, they did a good job pairing it. So it's just yeah, a matter of those, you know, kind of those like, like the, like the middle tier, like it's, it's going to be, it's going to really come down to like a Lowry or Rose or Fitzpatrick or Hatton, like kind of elevating themselves. Like I think they need two of those four guys to like elevate themselves in order to really do it. And then maybe get like a little bit of something out of sap, maybe Nikolai Hoygaard and like steals a half point here or there. Yeah. Like, I, it, like it's, it's a very, it's a very narrow, it's a narrow path of victory for Europe. Mm-hmm but it's way more feasible than what it was back in Whistling Straits. And like, and I keep hearing yeah. people want to talk about that Whistling Straits Ryder Cup like it was some grand feat that they knocked off Europe. That European team was terrible. Suck. Sucks. It was horrible. <laughs> like, it, 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 I don't understand how people have just forgotten how terrible that team was and how big, ill-fitted that was for that 
that venue. And I think maybe just people got caught up in like, because I, I know there was a lot of people saying, well, the values on Europe and that Ryder Cup. We, and we, yeah. just, we were like, no. It was, a, it was a bad team. This team is so much better than the other team. Like, yeah. you, you can't compare the two at all. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Do you see? Uh, well, you didn't see. So Molinari is uh, is like I don't know, like one of the assistant captains or whatever. I guess it's probably just because he's in Rome. His brother Ed's out there too, so they got the Molinari brothers out there helping him around yeah. the course. Still, I think that would actually probably yeah. be a help. Well, Eduardo is the data analytics guy. He's the brainchild behind like all this operation. Really? Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. He is. Like he's. Like that in 2018, he's the one that basically said we need to make the golf national as narrow as possible and construct the team this way, and then rope it up the Americans to basically think that this is kind of like a bombing gouges, and it wasn't. They got crushed. Right. So they they tried to have a similar plan at Whistling Straits, but they just they didn't have, they didn't, have the didn't, have, didn't have the didn't have the horses. Yeah, and, and Padre didn't do a great job with the captain too. Like he didn't know what balls guys were playing on Tuesday. Like that wasn't great. It seems like Lutown's a little yeah. more prepared this time, but. Yeah, you know, I, I think the fact that they, you know, cut down a lot, large swaths of rough to give a little more uh, room for a lot of these elite drivers on Europe. I think it knows what they're doing. I think uh, the fact that they are confident enough to go foursomes first, I think it means they're very confident in their team, confident in their pairings. And, uh, you know, I mean, we'll see where we go from there. But like from like a gambling aspect. So like you just mentioned before, we went to ad break. There's a couple guys you want to like ask me about as far as like how many times they're going to play. So I guess who are some of those guys that maybe you're looking at for over-unders or like uh, like high rookie or something? Like so who are some of the guys like on your yep. radar right now? Yeah. So as far as like the U.S. goes, I mean, we, I, I, I showed you what uh, couple said, right? That right. those guys are going to play four times. Do you really think they're going to play four times? Yes. JT goes out and fucking absolutely fucking blows in alternate shot. Are they going to run him back out there that afternoon? Uh, you mean on Friday? Yeah. No. Not no, sure. because everybody, because no one's going to play five matches. No one's going to play on 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 USA. But I think Rom and Roy probably go five for for Europe. Right? I I don't think so. I, th- I really? think if it's I think if it's close, I think they're going to say, "Look, we'd rather them fresh on Sunday uh, to you know give them a better chance to win." Then run them out again. I mean, because remember last year, Rom played five matches and he was absolutely gassed on yeah, Sunday, and true. he just had nothing left. Uh, yeah. Hovland was gassed too. Uh, I mean, he had scratching out a um, a half point against more Calvin Sunday singles, but like a lot of those guys went five matches and just they got worn out. So yeah. I, I think they, I think especially with how hilly this terrain is, I don't think playing five matches unless you're absolutely desperate. Yeah. Then that's break glass in case of emergency. But I think everyone, yeah, like, when you're getting like they get, they get bad Straka, bad Bobby Mack, Hoygaard, and Ludwig melt because they're young. <laughs> you know, yeah. something like that, right? Right. I, I think when you're betting this tournament, you have to assume Max is four. And I okay. think that like some of the over unders on points, they've done a really good job. I think capping that. I've seen a lot of twos, yeah. not many two and a halves. Like just assuming, mm-hmm. like, look, like these guys are going to play four. So we're going to scale it back a little bit as far as what their overrunners are, which is hard to handicap because it kind of then condenses the field because some guys that wouldn't play as often are going to play a little more often. The guys who play more often are going to play a little less. And then you got to really guess who are those guys down the board that are like over under point and a half might play up to four times. And then the guys are like two and a half, two, maybe it's only three. So I got a couple of those guys on my card uh, as far as um, 
how many I think they're going to play, and then I bet accordingly. I also tried to structure my card to enjoy American success, European failure as much as possible, which I found really hard to do because there was a couple overrunners on Europeans that I wanted to take, and I'm like, I, I don't want to be in that position. I can't do it. I cannot divorce my betting <laughs> like my bets from what I want to happen. I want the U.S. to win 28 to nothing. I know they're not going to win 28 to nothing, but yeah. I want to bet like they are. Yeah, so I'm going to – like my card is definitely not even remotely complete. I wanted to talk through some stuff tonight. And so I think I can divorce myself. Now, I say that Tuesday night at 9 o'clock, right? Come, come Friday. Uh, I feel like I'll probably have a different opinion, right? Like if I bet Europe, like I'm like, God damn it, why did I do that, right? Winning or losing. So I'm just having, I'm having, as you know, man, I've been having a hard time trying to figure out exactly what I want to do because I don't necessarily really believe in this U.S. team. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to fucking root for Europe. So yeah, this yeah. is tough. Yeah, well, I was, <laughs> about, I was thinking about my car ride in today. Like, why am I so, so just out kind of on this team? And I don't think it's actually the players. Although, like, like I, I just feel like I can't get behind, like, a Ricky or I can't get behind, like, a Burns. Like, those guys just don't really do it for me. I think the main problem is I've never liked Zach Johnson. I've just never <laughs> respected his game. I think the fact that he's a two-time major winner at Augusta and St. Andrews is just kind of crazy. Yeah. And I think he always just looks like a doofus. I'll never be able to get out of my head him eating a corn cob out of the claret jug. I think that's just absolutely disgusting. So I, I, I think just that stigma <laughs> is preventing me and just giving me so much doubt that it's actually that the U.S. is going to be the first team in 30 years to go into Europe and win. But I just I, I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's smarter than I let on. Like I, I like I, I it's really taking all my effort and it's going to take all my effort at the end of the show to try and get this rah, rah, Siskumba, let's go USA, like yeah. closing speech. Like, I don't know really what I'm going to say for it because I know I have to do it. It's taking all my effort against to get behind these guys, which probably means I should bet Europe. It probably means that if you're a neutral party, you should bet Europe too. But yeah. like we said at the President's Cup and the Rise Fire Cup, if you really are invested in this thing, you care about the outcome, don't bet the opposite flag. Just take, just take your lumps. If you really <laughs> want to bet the outcome, just bet the flag and that's it. Yeah. You're not gonna have her. You're not gonna have a Herb Brooks uh, speech ready to go at the end of this, bro. No, I, I, I definitely don't have a 10 minute monologue uh, ripping apart the Europeans and talking about how great the U.S. team is. I actually have more uh, anti-U.S. <laughs> thoughts in my head that uh, maybe I'll save for uh, the Sanderson uh, betting show on Tuesday. So, oh God, why? Why would why 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 would you do that? We got we got an outright, uh, you know, the last show, so we have to do the Sanderson next week. That's fine, but you don't have to make me. I wasn't even thinking about that terrible tournament until you just brought it up. They have a fucking rooster as the trophy. It's one of the Poison. best trophies in the game. Poison pill. All right, all right. All right. Well, listen. Before we keep breaking it down, let's get uh, let's get the let's get the bills taken care of. So, listen, Beeson. That's where our boys are doing shows every Friday night, and you can sign up now and save forty percent off their football season special. We use promo code SGP. It's Beeson.com slash subscribe. Promo code SGP. Sean and Ryan are in a contest going head to head with other Beeson shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. The winning show gets a thousand dollars Super Bowl future. And the best part is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize if they win. So go to Beeson.com slash subscribe 
use promo code SGP to sign up or go oh, and go to sportsgivenpodcast.com slash Beeson to submit your proof of purchase. If they win, you'll get to vote on what team uh, to use the $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And if it hits, you'll get an equal piece of the action. So go to Beeson.com slash subscribe. Use promo code SGP, then sportsgivenpodcast.com slash Beeson to submit. And win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. You can research all the sports with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. So, what all the players buy hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the data. And join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start research and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. So, USA, we've got to bet it. We've got to hold our nose and bet it. Right? So, let's just get that out of the way. I already have a piece of Europe that's been established, but it will more than offset me betting the U.S. This is gross. Do, do, do like you it. feel like you're saying that you're betting the U.S. as Patrick Cantley is just pulling your fingernails out, torturing you, <laughs> you know, trying to get you just say, yeah, bet the U.S., bet us, bet us. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah that's exactly how yeah. I feel. And Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, I started feeling a little better about the U.S. team today when I was going through some of the players and looking at some of the hype Ryder Cup stuff. It's just, I just have this sinking feeling that is just in the back of my brain that like i don't know man like beer text nearly like this thing could be not entertaining and not enjoyable for us okay well i was gonna i was gonna say this at the end of the show but why, why don't we just talk about it right now like the outcome and then we'll get to props okay yeah. so i i was listening to because another thing that's been rattling around my brain is like and I, and I wrote a column about like the three reasons why Europe is going to win. Like, yeah, I read again, it. Like, I was just assigned Europe and I tried to put on my pro, you know, yeah. you know European baguette eating, uh, <laughs> you know, bias there. Yeah. But it, it bothers me that like when they go overseas in front of like a hostile crowd, like it just goes kind of wrong or it just doesn't go as expected. And I heard something on the Nolania podcast and they, they did a good job of explaining like, how like apparently this is a different process that they're constructing teams. And one of the things that they mentioned was they're trying to get the American teams as comfortable as possible and treat this like just any normal event. So like, if you want to work out when you want to work out, you go do that. You don't want to mess their schedules. Don't have to do obligations. And I think that works when you're, for, you're in front of a home crowd, when yeah. you can kind of control the golf course, you're not having crowds just kind of all over you. But and I think that's maybe that's the missing piece of this. When they go overseas, you've got 50,000 people screaming in their ear. Suddenly, it's not yeah. normal anymore. These guys are not being pampered or treated like there's <laughs> something special, like a delicate little snowflake. And maybe that's what's <laughs> going to happen again. And I just like hearing that they were trying to spin that as a positive. And to me, it's like maybe that's a negative. We got to kind of make these guys feel a little uncomfortable getting used to it because they're going to get thrown into a bucket of ice water as soon as they hit the first team. Yeah. Yeah, how many? I mean, those those stands that they're building, they're gonna be packed too. And the fucking listen, Europe definitely wins as far as like inventive cheers, being loud, fucking like they they dominate compared to what the U.S. crowds are for the most part. So, all right. So here's another way you can bet it. By the way, so if you don't want to bet the yeah. outcome, just like you know, you don't want to bet the plus one hundred five maybe for the mm-hmm. U.S. or the even odds for Europe. You can do winning margin, and I think I I see this going. 
two ways. Like both the margin odds right now. So margin of victory for the event. If the U.S. wins, it's going to be close. This team is not going to blow yeah. them out. I think this European team is way too talented. You can get uh, U.S. wins by one to three points and plus 375. It's the second likeliest or the second like on that. the odds board. But if the Europeans are going to win, I think this thing gets ugly. Like, not mm-hmm. too ugly, like, because there's, there's still a lot of really good players on the U.S., but like 17-11 or... Uh-huh. Like 16, 16 and a half and 11 and a half. Exactly. And you can get Europe uh, wins by four to six points at plus 550. I think those are your two bets right there. Or, or you could do the 17 and 11 at 25 to one and the 16 and a half, 16 and a half to 11 and a half at 20 to one. Cause those are two that I wrote down. The fact that we're on the same idea on our winning score. If Europe wins is a little terrifying. Yeah, I mean, well, everybody is well. Everybody is saying this is going to be a close Ryder Cup because I think yeah. we're, we're we are due for one. We haven't had one in a decade, but like I just think yeah. with the mental makeup of this American team, and I know that they're so called new faces or everything, but like these guys haven't been really tested a whole lot on foreign soil and like really hostile crowds against a competent team. Like if you want to say yeah, they got tested in front of the Australian crowd that rattled them for three days, fine, they failed that test. Until they went, they realized, right. oh, I'm against Abe Answer and CT Pan in singles. <laughs> oh, I got this. Now they're looking across, saying, like, I'm down 10 6, and I got to play, take down Rory and Hovland and Fleetwood and Rom. Like, it's a whole different animal. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's totally different. And I think if they're down, I can see them kind of packing their ball, go home, and Europe comfortably wins. But you're right. I, I think there's really only one pathway to victory for the US, and I think it's going to be a close match. I, I don't see them blowing them out. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I definitely like the the, U, uh, the USA one because you're getting a better price on it. And it is going to be close if, if we win. So, yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. I mean, I already bet the U.S. just to win. I'm not going to bet the margin. Like, I, I don't feel yeah. good about the U.S. bet anyways. That's what <laughs> so you're not going to double down? No, I, I'm not going to go. I might have taken a little more plus 115 just because I saw that. I'm like, that's a dumb price. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just paid my tax, you know, a little more. To, uh, <laughs> That's right. Look. So, all right. So, how about some players? So, I have some stuff. Do you want me to try and give you some ideas about some things? Yeah, because I don't even have I don't have access to the the over under on points. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, if you have those, let's go over some of those. All right. So, I did lie. There is something. There is one anti American thing on um, my card, and okay. I kind of alluded to it last night when he brought up Brooks Kepka. And the idea, <laughs> excuse me, the idea that you want him playing as much as possible. And I push back saying, yeah, man, do you really want him playing like up to like 33, 34 holes on a really hilly yeah. trade? It's gonna be really hot too. I I want to, if I'm an American, if I'm the United States fan, I want him as fresh as possible because his form already hasn't yeah. been all that good. I want him as fresh as possible to at least get the Sunday singles. I think he's gonna going to only play three times. Um, so his over-under was two. And I got under at minus 105 and it has since been bet up to minus 145. So apparently somebody is betting this. Um, I think I would still bet that. It's still sitting at two. Um, I mean, I think if you're only Brooks Cup and you're playing three times, I mean, everything's got to really go right. You got to win two matches and either hat split a match or win all three. And I don't see that really happening considering he's, you know, remember we get getting paired with Wyndham Clark and alternate shot. I don't see that going well. He's been linked to Brian Harmon too. I heard, I don't know. I heard he might play uh, not alternate shot foursomes, not foursomes. I always get the fucking the the verbiage wrong. Not alternate shot uh, with Scotty. 
I heard that from one person. Who'd you get that from? I saw it on Twitter. We'll talk, we'll talk it offline. Okay. So I, I, I saw it on Twitter. Mm. I don't remember who. <laughs> I mean, I can see it. Scotty got paired with Bryson, but like, like Bry- Bryson was like the birdie machine. And yeah. Scotty is kind of a little more consistent. Yeah. See, I would think Scott, I, I think Wyndham Clark and Scotty in like four ball might be a little better. All right. Yeah, because like I mean, Good you boy. get you got Wyndham Clark with the distance. I think I mean like like Brooks is Brooks hasn't played <laughs> like well in three months. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I I kind of like the idea of like Wyndham Clark pilot birdies and car crashes, and Scotty just saves him because he just makes par every time. Yeah. That's fair. I think I kind of let prefer yeah. that. But anyway, yeah. Brooks Kepka under two points, minus 105. I, like I, don't, I don't think he's going to play more than three matches. I like that. That's okay. solid. All right. Uh, speaking of Wyndham Clark, I've kind of come around to him a little bit. His over-under is only one and a half, and I got plus 115 for the over. I, I'm, I kind of have to take a leap of faith in that because he's really up and down. And it okay. can be really bad like for him if he just doesn't show up. But the good Wyndham Clark... Really good driver, really good long iron player, good putter too. Like that can be really valuable. Just like I said four ball. Yeah, I think you know maybe if he proves his metal and plays really well on um, Friday, we'll yeah. try him back out. Maybe on Saturday, maybe we'll even get two matches. We just kind of gets things going. Yeah, we talk about his confidence and the fact oh, he's yeah. kind of calling out Rory. Like sometimes you guys you need kind of an irrational confidence guy. Uh, he's been seeing this uh, sports psychiatrist has clearly changed how he thinks about the game. So, yeah. I, and I think for Wyndham Clark, giving all his attributes that I think can match this golf course, getting one and a half points, maybe even getting to two at yeah. plus money. I kind of like that. So I took the over on his points. I like that. I can definitely see that working out. And listen, I like it. Listen, you know me, man. I like a cocky golfer. Like, I don't want somebody who doesn't think they're the fucking best. What kind of mindset is that? If you're going to go out there and he just won a fucking major, like, he should think he is the best golfer on the planet. That's the only way that, you know, these guys can, can mentally get like Brady. You know what I mean? Like, the, he knew he was the best. You know, like Manning, like, all these guys are just insane and like nobody will beat me. So I, I like, I like people who have that mindset. So that didn't bother me at all. Yeah, and Clark can bring some emotion too. Like he was getting really fired up down that back nine on some yeah. fist bumping and yell at like, uh, like, like what was or no? It was it was his shot in the eighteen on the third round, and he just yelled at it and just viciously twirled the club. Like he has some <laughs> yep. swagger that can yep. really work Love it. in the Ryder Cup. Yep. So he was beating Rory, so I enjoyed those club twirls so much. Yeah, so, yeah. someone had Rory, I did not enjoy that. But. Yeah, sorry, buddy. All right, um, so all right, so over Wyndham Clark points one and a half. What Harmon's uh, at? So he's one and a half, but his under is like minus two hundred. Because there was an interesting shot that I just saw right before we come on here. He was practicing on the range like 100 yards away from the rest of the team. That's not great. Not great. I mean, I, I was thinking about it on the, on the... I thought about the Ryder Cup a lot in my car ride home. I have 40 <laughs> minutes in my community. I was like, I was thinking about yeah, that man. group text uh, chain. And I was like, what is Brian Harmon contributing? Like the deer he just killed and gutted? <laughs> but he's like, hey, I got those really good venison jerky guys. Like you want to send it to and like just yeah. crickets. Yeah, exactly. so yeah, I can't imagine he's really relating a whole lot to yeah. uh, to anybody on this team. I mean, yeah. I I think Brian Harmon is a just not a good fit for this golf course at all uh, with how they're yeah. setting it up. I think that I think it's not going to go well for him. I I I think we might see him 
an alternate shot on Friday and, then and they lose like four and three. And then we don't see him until Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, my I next guy, I picked, all right, next guy I picked, I, we were talking about last night in the show. Uh, I thought Ludwig's over under, listen, I, I, I love Ludwig. I love his, what he can bring to this golf course. The fact that he does sound like he's going to get paired with Hoblin or Rory concerning, but I've also seen where they put the rookie with Rory and Hovland and he shits the bed and then they just bench right. him. So right. like the next day or so, I think that's in the realm of possibilities. And listen, like if Hovland went Oh three and two of the last Ryder cup, Hovland was better at this point than what Ludwig is. If Rory yeah. only managed to get two points in his Ryder cup debut, if Fowler who had won a P on the PGA two where before hit, he was on the Ryder cup. He only got one point. Mm. Like, I like Ludwig a lot, but two points is pretty ambitious. And I got minus 115 on the under. And it seems like people agree because that's now bet up to minus 140 for the under. And I think I would still take it. Damn. Yeah. Okay. CLV, baby. Okay. I like, I like those. I like all of them. So. Okay. All right. And then my last one, because there's actually two. It's uh, Max Homa's over-under was only one and a half. Oh, and I, uh, we've talked about Max Homa. Yeah. I, yeah. I love what Max Homa brings to this golf course. He's been driving it. So well this year, long and straight. The long iron play is a lot more improved than what it was in his past. You know, good bankrass putter as well. I, he's got a good personality where I think he can match with a bunch of different guys. And if he's playing really good on Friday, you know, they compare him with a bunch of people. I think he would do very well. A lot of energy, you know, really getting that presence cup over on it. One to have a minus 155, pay the juice, taking the over there. And then also Max Holmes, top U.S. rookie plus 185. Uh, his competition is, you know, Wyndham Clark, who I do have a bet on. Yep. So, you know, I like him, but like other than that, Sam Burns and Brian Harmon are the oh, only other think. rookies that he's contending with. I, I think Max Holmes is going to play four times and I'm just going to take that. I think he's going to do very well and um, he'll be your top rookie for the U.S. So you think he's going to play four times? Do you think Mark, I was going to play four times too? Or do you think? <sighs> Depends. He's not, he's not the best for... Uh, foursomes. I think, yeah. I think, or, or four ball. I think what might happen is kind of like ball. with the Ryder Cup la last time where he played four ball with DJ and then sat, or he, he played foursomes with DJ, sat for four ball, and then came back in the morning, played foursomes again, and then just crushed it. And they decided, you know what, you're playing great. We'll just send you out for four ball. I think they paired him with uh, Brooks, though. Um, and yeah. he ended up winning that match, too. So yeah, I think it's just going to kind of depend on how he's doing. If he if he right. only goes one and one in those first two um, uh, foursome events, I can probably see him getting benched um, in the afternoon and then save him to Sunday. Okay. 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 Um, I want to talk about Patrick Cantlay. Okay. I've come around. I've I'm I've kind of come around on him as far as like worrying about his mental makeup and about him getting rattled. And I just remember back to when everybody was on him at the Masters for his slow play, and he kind of would just seem pretty aloof to the whole thing. Yep. And I think that's probably what's going to happen at this time around. Like, he's just going to be aloof to yeah. the criticism. Like, I think they're going to come after him for his slow play. I think he's just not going to care. And just from a golf course perspective, you know, he's a great match. He's a great driver, long and straight, good long iron player, good bankrupt putter. Bad. And I also think, too, once you, we have now removed all the problem kids like Reed and Phil and Bryson, like there is a little bit of a vacuum of 
this maybe problem child, vocal guy in the locker room. And from what people have been saying, as far as what's been going on, pack meetings and PG tour, like, you know, Q and A's with Jay Monahan, like Kaylee's been kind of an asshole behind the scenes yeah. and a lot more vocal than you would give him credit for. And I can see him basically, you know, maybe trying to point the gun at Zach Johnson and saying that he's the captain now. So I think, and, and I think Kaylee's going to play well. So he's going to play four times, I think. I think he's going to be top three in the U.S. scoring. You get that plus 125. Well, I like that. And you can also bet who's going to be first out in Sunday singles. And the U.S. has notoriously sent their best player or kind of like the guy who was the star for their team up to that point. So like in 2014, it was Spieth. He was first out. Yep. 2016, it was Patrick Reed. 2018, I think they sent out um, JT, okay. who was the best player up until that point. 2021, they sent out Xander because him he, he was pretty good, and then he got waxed. So I, I think if Cantlay is thing play- broke my parlay up, yeah. So I think if, if yeah, right, so if Cantlay is playing really good, I I think Scheffler is going to get bogged down by Burns that with that pairing. So I think Cantlay is going to be the guy come as like you know the leader, like as far as points and everything. I think he's going to go off first. You get that plus four fifty. I like that. I like that. Wish I had access to that. Um, so, so it's funny you talked about Cantlay and Homa. So those are the two guys that I picked for top U.S. scorers. Uh, six to one and nine to one. Because I think the same thing. I think they're going to play at least four times. They're very strong. I don't think Cantlay is going to get rattled at all. Like I said, he's a serial killer. Like I don't think he gives a shit. And Homa just, I mean, dude, he put his nuts on the table at the President's Cup. Um, he, he gets into it. He seems like he can block the noise out. Um yeah, I really like him as a fit as his golf course. And a nine to one for top US, I love that. And I get can't like just because I just I do respect the machine like way he goes through it. You know what I mean? And like I feel like that is a good trait to have, especially when you're gonna have a bunch of knucklehead limeys yelling at him and you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like that's a good trait to have. So I like can't like six to one. Yeah, so can't like also goes no uh ball cap. Which is which, know, which, which is very which is very villain like. It's true. Yeah, it's true. like Rory didn't have a hat in uh, twenty sixteen yeah. Ryder Cup. Yeah, um, I think Poulter hasn't had a hat sometimes in the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Like, like I feel like like big bads with Europe, like just go no hat. And I think that I think and Cantley, I think just embraces that. Like you just, he just yeah. Doesn't I don't know how you. I don't know how the fuck you play golf without a hat on with the sun. Like I don't know how you do it. I mean, Cantley has no feelings. He can't feel this. That's fair. His, That's his, fair. his entire life is darkness. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> this show is going off. Who do you got for top U.S. score? I mean, I did. Bet, I just bet Cantley top three score okay. in the U.S. I, I, okay. I don't. I don't like betting those top score ones. No, listen, man. If I had if I had access to to those, I would have those. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I only have one big long shot. I, t- I told you offline what this was. Yeah. Uh, when you first said that screenshot about what the, the foursome pairings were, I'm like, I was skeptical. I think I was trying to defend this bet subconsciously. Yeah. But then I found the yeah. other unsubstantiated rumor that basically confirmed what right. I was doing. I'm like, all right, I feel better. So here's the lean. You can bet on who's going to hit the opening tee shot for each team. And one thing I noticed is that, so the first hole and Marco Simone, more of a positional hole. It's uphill, dog like left. 
Basically, you got to just hit it dead straight, keep about 10 yards short of the bunker there, and he said about like a 140-yard shot up the hill. Power does not really benefit you on this hole. It's really just keeping it straight, hitting it to the right side of the fairway so you get a good angle to green. And they're starting foursomes first, and Justin Rose is going to probably play only foursomes at this point. I don't trust him playing four ball with his limitations off the tee, but I charted out, if you start him on the odd holes, a lot of those are kind of more plotting positional tee shots where he can hit those tee shots there. And then like the even holes are more like, all right, power, electricity. You pair him with somebody there who can kind of you know elevate him. Anyways, yeah. so I think in foursomes, he's going to play first thing on Friday. And in his career, he has opened the Ryder Cup in foursomes. He opened it He was the, with Stenson in 2014, 2016, and 2018. They were okay. the first team out in that session. And now we're having foursomes the first one. He is a, a six-time Ryder Cup guy. He's not going to have any nerves being in front of that crowd. He's hit opening tee shots before. And you can get and, – and, by the way, this is probably his last Ryder Cup. It would yeah. be very fitting. I think it is a nice honor from Luke Donald, the guy who's fellow countryman and good friends with him, to say, Justin Rose, thank you for all you've done. You hit the opening tee shot. Uh, Justin Rose hits the opening tee shot for the Europeans, twelve to one. Love it. I love that. I love that angle, man. I'm going really to be so sad when they do the pairings on Thursday, and he's not included. <laughs> he just sits out the entire day. When uh, you know what time they're going to release those? Probably early because of the time change, right? Which is yeah. a benefit for us because, right. like, you'll probably come out around like, maybe like three o'clock. Uh, local time, and then I mean the books are immediately going to probably just suspend all action and then reconfigure yeah. everything when that yep. happens. So, right. um, so right. do you have a top, do you have a top top Euro score? No, I don't. Okay, so I, I got, it feels like it's just going to be Rory. Oh, so I so I don't think so. Okay, right. So he, he's what he's basically five hundred, right? He's like I don't remember what it is, but it's like uh, it's like win loss of the same, and he's got some draws, right? So it's basically five hundred and. Depending on who they saddle him with, like you said, like let's say they saddle him with, um, let's, you know, a rookie, and he he blows he blows the match for Rory. Um, if he's not going to go out five times, uh, I like Terrell Hatton. Like he has that dog in him, and you know he's going to irritate whoever the fuck he's playing with. He's probably going to go out four times. Um, yeah, and I feel like if he's not going to be, he is one of the better mid tier, you know what I'm saying? Like if compared to the U S like he can go up against anybody. Um, I mean, really anybody, but as far as like who he's going to get paired with, like if it's him against Burns or JT, like I want fucking Hatton all day and you can get that at eight to one. And uh, yeah, I just think he's, I think he's made for this type of shit. And uh, I, I think, I think matchup wise, he'll benefit from having Rom, Rory and Vic ahead of him to take on the, the other three big dogs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've heard this place is a good cop to Bay Hill. He's obviously won at Bay Hill and yep. second there a couple of times, uh, which actually says, hey, this European team is going to crush this place if it's like Bay Hill. Well, I yeah, right. Bay Hill. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. Uh, I heard yeah. he's going to get paired with probably Rom for the <sighs> all grumpy team, possibly. Oh, my God, dude. I, I, the camera better be on them at all times. I better not miss a single shot from that group. That probably will be featured groups. I, I would guess that that is definitely must see TV. I mean, they played in the the uh, um, practice round today with uh, Hovland and Ludwig, which I mean, 
That's like four of our favorite players. I know. Just, we would just follow them. Screw the Americans. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Ludwig and Hovland and Hatton and Rob. We love all those guys. So. Yep. All right. Uh, another one. I, could, I didn't bet it, but I considered it. Okay. Um, Fitzpatrick under two points. It's not necessarily. I, okay. I, I think Fitzpatrick could do okay, but I'm concerned with he's been linked with Rose for a partner. He also played with Bobby Mack and Hoygar today. If he's stuck with one of them, it's not ideal. Yeah. So maybe under on that for him. I also saw, I think, top wild card um, for Europe. Okay. Um, Fleetwood's the favorite at plus yep. 185. But then it goes plus 325 for Ludwig, plus 375 for Justin Rose. And seeing there plus 550 is Lowry. Yep. I kind of like that. But again, that breaks my putting a bet that basically benefits Europe on my card and trying but to. Listen, that. You're not, it's not benefiting them. You're just going to be a top Europe, right? He doesn't have to win, right? Like, right. But I don't want to actually like root for him to win. <laughs> so what's funny is I have Lowry as my European captain pick at six to one. Okay. All right. Uh, if I take out my pro bot, pro American hat here, I, I actually like Lowry. Um, I, th- I think he's rounding in the game. Decent driver, good long iron player. Um, you know, concern around the green though. If it gets to be kind of an up and down game, but yeah, I mean, he showed a lot of fire whistling straights. I think, I mean, well, I think my hesitancy, and this is really mean, is <laughs> at the same bad. reason why I didn't include any Sep Straka props on my car is that because it's so hilly. Yep. Maybe he can't make it 33 holes. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, so like, maybe he only uh, plays three times. I use that to bet against him when he plays in the U.S. in the summertime in, in, the, in the South. You know what I mean? Like, I was, like, listen, man, he's a fat guy, man. It's fucking hot as balls. He's not going to want to play. He's going to be distracted by hole 12 because he's going to be sweating to death. Is that um, why he but, chipped it in the water at Heritage? Because he wanted to take a dip and go find the ball? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I was fucking Sorry, hard. buddy. <laughs> You are uh, you like who do you like uh, do you or do you like any U.S. captains pick? Um, no, the only one of like that round I, I bet was just home a top rookie. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I, I have eight. I think I have eight bets on my card other okay. than um, Team USA. I might add one or two more things, but I, th- I think that's it. I think that's a decent card. And then obviously, I may want to save some money to do like round around matchups. So. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's where I'm gonna right. put. Yeah. Most of my shirt. But here's some fun ones uh, for the no points. So you oh, can get, yeah. These are good. Yeah. So you can get Vic with no points at 40 to 1. Bad rider. up record. Could get stuck with Ludwig. Who knows? It's 40 to 1. Let's have some fun. And then Fitz at 9 to 1 um, for all the reasons you said. Plus, I fucking hate him. Uh, so 9 to 1. That would make me very happy if he came home with a fucking goose egg. Uh, now, the Americans did two. Get, I'll let you get one of them. JT. Yes, JT. 10 to 1, zero points. I want, I want the U.S. to win, and I want JT to fail miserably. And the, um, the other one is one of two guys. Okay. Burns. No. It's Ricky. You're not going to get it. Not Ricky? No. You're not going to get it. See, it's got to be Ricky because he's, he, you're the one that's, that's the one you're most mad at for Keegan. I know, and I might, I might bet it, but the price wasn't right. Like it's low because I don't know. Like, eight, to, eight to one seems pretty good for Ricky. Like he might only play once. So look, I have it. I have it written down. I have Ricky written down at eight to one. Okay, right here. Ricky. But the uh, but I had so I I had to 
twos. And I went with uh, just for fun, Scotty at 65 to one. Let's say you're a bad. Let's just say, let's just say, let's say he goes out with Burns, an alternate shot. You know, they fucking get trounced, right? And then they go out, he goes out in the afternoon and they pair him with Brooks. And Brooks fucking, like you said, hasn't played well and sucks balls, right? So he loses two in a row. Third day, he's going to take a match off, depending on what it is. Let's say his putter's not there, and let's say he goes up against Rory or Rahm in singles. It is not out of the realm of possibility for that to happen at 65 to 1. One of the deeper bets you could take on this fucking thing. Let's go. And then he basically turns into Ben Simmons at that point and just, right. yeah, just, <laughs> nope. it just, it's all over. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Dude, this, that this, this is a non gambling <laughs> take on this, but like, I think this is a really important Ryder Cup for Scotty. Yeah. With that with that putter. Like everybody is going to be watching him. Yes. With this thing. And there will be at points where the Europeans are not going to concede that two footer to him. Nope. And if he misses that, like <laughs> ev- the world is going to come down on him. He's going to get asked about it incessantly. Yep. Like <laughs> it. Yeah. This this is a really important tournament for him. Well, he's got he's got the new uh, new putting coach. Apparently, uh, you know all the Twitter guys were breaking down the stance and the difference, and I didn't give a shit enough to to, to read. But uh, is, is that like fantasy football injury experts uh, trying to handicap uh, <laughs> yeah, how, how yeah the uh, percent difference in production based on a high ankle sprain? Yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's interesting. Apparently, I, I forget the uh, putting coach's name. You probably know him. Um, I, I don't know well, him, but I know that he's actually Fleetwood's coach, which yeah, Fleetwood. which conspiracy theory it's uh, sent to sabotage him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, more gamesmanship from the Europeans. Bravo, Luke Donald. That's right. Bravo. Yep. Yes. Bravo. Bravo. All right. You got anything else, brother? I got nothing else. Uh, we'll be back for uh, more uh, mediocre NFL picks from me on Thursday. <laughs> All right, uh, that's yeah, fine. I, 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 I honestly, I didn't put in much of the work last week. Oh, you know what? They'll have uh, so if they do come out at three, we'll be able to talk about the pairings too. Oh, we can. Yeah. What's the th- What's the Thursday night game? Is it any good? Yeah, it's good. It's uh, Packers. Ah, uh, oh, crap. All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah we'll go. Care. We'll go long. Who cares? Yeah, I don't give a shit. We'll throw it up on the TV. Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't think I give a shit about his fantasy and first touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> and staying alive and guillotine. Yeah, it's becoming more and more difficult by the week. It is. There's not. I don't know. I just don't know how to. Yeah, I don't know how to spend in this league. I was like, I was like, holy shit! Like, I don't. I don't remember it being like this last year. I feel like it was more, more even keeled. Not this one. Fucking seventy percent of my budget. Holy shit! Where did that come from? That was that was a lot. That was to give it a reference point. I think Tyree Kill went for four hundred fifty bucks last year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, anyway, we'll talk to uh, you boys and girls on Thursdays. And uh, yeah, it's fucking Ryder Cup week, baby. Let's go.